The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. What if that scenario plays out, as in Brett Favre showing up to training camp? What happens if Watson shows up thinking, there's no way they're going to tell me, hey, go home and I'm going to get paid? What happens in that situation? Oh, man. I don't think it's going to come to that. An important date passed in regards to this the other day, which was June 1st. Now that we're after June 1st, the salary cap hit, the the amount of dead money the Texans would have to deal with is, is far less. This was just a different team. When have you seen LeBron sit out so many games, especially towards the end of the season? Once you saw that he wouldn't come back at least more than 10 games, that he came back to get himself ready, not just himself, his injuries, but as a team, to get the nucleus of the team going, to saying, who do we trust in what positions? Once you saw the team coming back late, you you knew that this is a different Lakers team, and that's what you got. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Last hour here as we are live out at Five Under Golf. In Beaumont, Texas, enjoying these cold beers. I hear Nick's got a shot coming. It was only a matter of time. Like you seen him making his circles, and he was looking this way. He was just waiting for some somebody say it. I don't want to drink it. alone. Yeah, <laughs> say it. Say I won't. And we did. So now we have a round of tequilas coming to enjoy this last hour of the show. We hope you are joining it, enjoying it as well. But I got a good gem of the day. So let's get to the Zadok Jewelers gem of the day. Let's do it. The gym of the day, it's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. Antonio Andrews. The name doesn't necessarily ring a bell. It's not necessarily a household name. Unless maybe you're a diehard Titans fan. You remember the 2015 season where he had 520 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's the career highlight you can guess. And let's call it the, the low light is what happened with this man over the, over the last few days. Basically, Antonio Andrews met a woman around Nashville's Midtown area for dinners and drinks, eventually going back to his apartment. All right. All right. Yeah. There's a chance. Get the pillows ready. The former NFL player asked for her phone. She refused to give it to him. Boom. The dude leaned in. Bitter nose. What? Bitter nose. Like, he took a bite out of her nose before snagging the cellular device and running off. Running for more than the 520 yards that he had in 2015. He was out to break records. After not giving him the phone, the affidavit says that Andrew's bitter nose, causing her to drop it. He ran off into the parking garage, but he was still unable to get into the phone. Andrew's then, he throws across the phone across the garage and in, in, into the vehicle and in, in gets into the vehicle and steals her wallet. Like, what? what is this guy doing? Like, what? Are you mad about my phone? Are you? Do you want my possessions? Like, like what is going on here? It, obviously, the she reports that the screen was broken in multiple places. Now that he talks to the police, he says that he told them that when he left dinner with the woman, they were driving back to his apartment and were trying to think of what else to do for the night. 
he says that he got a phone call or a text. She was trying to look to his phone. Instead, he said, well, let me look to your phone then. I don't believe this story. Before you know it, a, a bite was taken. <laughs> a bite out of crime, not call it. wise, guys. Not, yeah, not wise. I'm trying to, something's weird with this, right? It, it, why did he want her phone so bad? It feels like either there's something on that phone yeah, either a text message or a video. Like, that, what if CD you know? Lamb would have would have bit on? Remember when this girl grabbed him when he got drafted? And, uh, drafted CD Lamb, and he was texting, and she grabbed it. Yeah. What if he would have just bit her just nose? Bit you know, grab that phone on ESPN. You know, he would barbaric. But now you say this is weird. Something's not adding up. After admitting to the police, police stated that Andrews was in violation of protective order with this woman. So uh. they were they were they were trying to mend things. Let's, you know, let's see if we still have the passion one more time. <laughs> let's go out. Before you know it, phone trouble started in uh, a bite and a run and a throwing of the phone, a breaking into her car, taking her wallet. Like, how did we get to all this? It makes no sense. I think he should have just rolled with the protective order and let that just kind of be its thing. There was a reason that protective order existed. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. And that is what did he do to get the protective order? That is your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Hey, we got breaking news from the Twitch line. Sandman4211 says Floyd already got a haircut. Oh, really? Floyd already got a haircut. That's what he says. Now, I don't know if I could believe Sandman. I want to believe Sandman. Send us something good, good on Twitch. Tagging the Blitz. We need to see this haircut because during break, Nick comes over and makes a good uh, you know, point. He says, look at the promo. And Floyd's got hair. So then you think if Floyd was worried about uh, maybe looking good, right? Maybe saying, you know, I want to look sharp. I don't want to look. Then my promo needs to look good. If he didn't care on the promo, why does he care? You know, and just, just touch it up. Just Yeah. I was thinking maybe, he, you know, Doc Linville, maybe he got some hair restoration and he wanted to show that off at the fight. Dr. That's Linville. That's what Nick was talking about. But, you know, in the previous segment, I thought he'd shave it, just creature habit. So maybe my first instinct was right. Dr. Linville has helped Floyd get his – what, what if, he, if Floyd went in there and he still had, like, one of Fred's hairs laying around and he put Fred, he puts a ducktail on one of Fred's hair on the back of Floyd's head. Like, <laughs> I know that hair. When fight night, you're like, I know that head of hair, that beautiful head of hair. That belongs to my Falcon and the Cachado right now. <laughs> 713-780-3776. Again, Sandman, if you got any kind of proof right now at my bookie, that bet is open. So if you have proof, if you're being serious, fire on it. You better get over there yeah. and fire on it. Because like some of this stuff makes no sense. With a crowd chant, Fauci, Fauci, minus 160, no. Like, what what's the point of that? Like, what would be the point of them doing so? Who's judging this? So during the the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight, with a crowd chant, a chant ever Fauci, Fauci, like it just I've seen d- dumb bets. I'm gonna say you yeah. say dumb during the Super Bowl. I'm betting on whatever on the length of of the national anthem, but to, for, with a crowd chant Fauci, Fauci, I think we're going too far. Will the fighters touch gloves? Minus two hundred. Like, if, if they went through all this, say it is staged. If they went through all this to stage this, what's the point of touching gloves? Hey, good luck, man. Like, that should be giving money. Yeah. I, that's what makes me think this is all kind of staged. Like, are they just going to put a, a video of Fauci up on the on the board, you know, on the big screen during during the fight or something like that? I, I don't know. 
But it's fun to bet on. But you're right. The, the odds and the, the types of bet these are are weird. I'll tell you what's weird. We talked about C.D. Lamb maybe biting somebody if she would have took his phone, right? What do we say about C.D. Lamb's new chain? Get your popcorn ready. He's going T.O. style. Yeah, he is. I saw that today. What do you like about it? You you know, wide receivers are divas. That's why I said, what do you like about that? Because do you want your young wide receiver already? And I don't know. It's just a chain or whatever. But he talks a big game. I mean, he does. Uh, he lives up to it, I believe, in the little opportunity that he, he's had to shine. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. And I'm going to talk about that as far as the, the team total. Can it go over or under? But as far as just C.D. Lamb by itself, he's trying to live up to that Irvin. Like, he's wearing he, that 88, baby. He wants to, it, it, wearing 88, like Cowboy fan out there listening right now, he's saying, Bo, wearing 88 with the star on it comes, comes with a certain responsibility. Mm-hmm. He was... He was granted that. Let him be. Just to me, man, I just I like to see these guys perform more before they start. And then don't get me wrong. There's so many chains out there you don't even hear about. Just, the, just the, the way that he made it a point, like, hey, get your popcorn ready. It's about to go down. And you're like, man, you're like the second or third option. Not that you're the second or third best guy on that team, but where you sit, you're usually like that third and sometimes second, but you're not the first option on that team. You're talking like you're the first option guy. I think he's going to take that step. He should. I, I think so. He was great his rookie year. He really impressed me. And I don't think Amari Cooper is going to be there much longer. So I think he's going to take over as number one pretty soon. Let's go to the HRP listener line. We have my man Carlos. He wants to talk about the basketball game tonight. What's going on, Carlos? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, wanted to say I agree with Bo. I already hit that Clippers money line four units, but I wanted to ask, do you think that they're going to take the series or Dallas will end up taking everything? And also, real quick, just want to shout out, Bo's NBA picks are on fire right now. Um, just riding with Bo. All you fellas. I appreciate that, Carlos. Hey, if you're going to take the Clippers to win tonight, at plus 130 for the series would be your way because when they go back home for a game seven, they're going to be like minus seven and a half or eight, just like they were the, the previous game when the Mavs won outright. I think the Clippers pull this off. I think the Clippers win the next two games. I just, I just, I don't believe in the Mavs. If you look at the first game, they were shooting fifty percent from the three point line. Okay, take it. Like, it don't matter who you threw up there. You could throw up the Monstars. You could throw up the Goon Squad, as as LeBron said last night. You could throw up whoever. If someone's shooting fifty percent from three point line, all right, that's pretty much. Uh, you can almost cir- almost circle that as a loss. In game two, they shot out of their minds. Regression to the mean. What happened when they regressed to the mean? Then. The Clippers, they regressed to the mean positive. They were playing bad the first two games. What happened? Then they come back, and then they have their runs. As you look at it right now, no one can hold home court. We've seen that here in town before in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, we have. You remember how that felt? Not being able to, to win, just, just win a home game. And then when it was game seven, you're like, hey, if somebody would have told you before the season all you had to do was win game seven in your house you to win, it. you take it. If somebody said this whole season goes down to one game and it's going to be winning game seven at home, you take it. So here we are. These teams can't pull off a, a win at, on, on home. It's all road teams. And like I told you, I gave you the stats. 80, in the 80s, almost 90% for road favorites this postseason. Then I gave you the stats as far as teams favored from five points and under, almost 70% on the season. Those are significant numbers. I hate when people are like, man, 56%. And you're like, brother, that's only, that's only 6% from the, like, it's not that drastic of a, they're barely beating it. On this one, they're, uh, I mean, it's, it's a trend that's that following suit. 
It, it definitely is, guys. Jerry's been hot with the basketball pick, so I would go with him on this one. Clippers on the money line. We're going to drink some beer tonight. We're going to enjoy the game because it's the only game on the NBA slate before we get started with these other series. I want to know Nick Stotts as far as this because I know he's a big basketball guy. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from 500 Golf Center in Beaumont. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Welcome back live from Five Under Golf Center out in Beaumont, Texas. Come on out and say hello. We still got 45 minutes left in the show. Get up here. Come on. Giving out prizes. They already gave out a hybrid camping lantern. You still got time to, while you're here to register to win the Summer Circuit giveaway. Traeger Timberline. 1300 wood pellet grill from Texas Star Grill Shop. It's a $2,000 value. Oh, man, you got to get here and register for that. I got a Traeger uh, for Christmas from Texas Star Grill Shop, actually. I love it. So get in this contest. You could win. Speaking of contest, 713-780-3776. I wanted to talk to Nick some here. Uh, give his thoughts uh, as far as what's going to happen on, in the East, right? Because Brooklyn... It's been a heavy favorite ever since they got all the stars. Now, we knew it was always going to be this train wreck waiting to happen. Nets, Bucks, here we are. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I was telling you guys in the break, I feel like if, if they get two games out of that seven-game series, I think it's kind of a success. Obviously, the championship is probably their ultimate goal, you know. But I think if, if, they get, if they take it to six, it's kind of a success. It's just an unfair matchup. I've talked about Middleton before. Uh, I just don't think they have enough around that around Giannis to, to to take care of business. I just don't. Now we talk about the Bucks, and we talked about a little, little bit. We touched on does a team need star two and three with the Lakers situation? For example, you made a great point that you know you don't understand. Nick said he doesn't understand why the Lakers didn't bring in that third, and it makes it's a great point because if you look at the Lakers. You knew it was one and a half because you don't know if Anthony Davis is going to be there when it counts. We'll count that as half the time. We talk about Dame Lillard. He's been vocal about saying, man, I'm, I'm Portland. You know, I don't, I don't like guys that team up. Yeah. Now we got the Bucks and we got Giannis that recently signed the big deal to stay at home, to give the hometown team, hey, I'm here to stay. But now he's going up against a super team. Yeah. I mean, I think one of these stars need to swallow the pill and be the bad guy. I talk about it all the time. I've said it on the, on the press box multiple times. If you're that person, I know it's very tempting to be like, you know what? I'm going to be in New Orleans forever. I'm going to be a Houston Rocket forever. In Dame's case, I'm going to be a Portland Trailblazer forever. Anthony Davis said the same thing about the Pelicans, and he bounced. Just be that bad guy, swallow the ship, swallow the pill, and bounce and jump on another, another boat where that will allow you to win. And do this before, like, you hit 30. Like, Dame is 30. Like, if he actually satisfies, like, he honors that contract, which is four more years of it. At 34, 35, if he decides to jump ship... He's going to look like that guy that's jumping on a bandwagon to get a championship. Leave now, yeah, he'll be the bad guy, but it doesn't look like he's chasing titles. Of course, everybody's going to say that, but I'd rather do it sooner rather than later is my point. Who's the team that beats the Nets, though, out of the East, or does it have to be in the finals, or are we just painting them as champions now? Because we know their defense is bad, 
but they outscore you, it makes it a point where, okay, well, then come outscore me then. And that becomes a problem. Is there anybody out of the East, Philadelphia 76ers, if Embiid is all right with that leg or with that knee? Not with the meniscus, I don't think so. They, they, they still list them as day-to-day, I'm assuming, but uh, I don't think they're going to. I think the Nets are the team. To, I don't know what Josh, is th- Josh thinks, but I just, I just feel like the Nets are the team to beat. And that's why my whole take on the show today was I think it's almost irresponsible if you're the Lakers' front office to not get that third star for LeBron. Like, you are a dynasty. You have tons of championships. You have the numbers in terms of the market. Get that third star. Do whatever it takes. Get that third star. How do you think teams feel, Josh, like right now, knowing that it's going to be a, a finals with no, with no LeBron, with no Warriors? Like, this has got to be the opportunity knocks, right? The team's got to be thinking, why not us? A Nuggets team's got to be sitting there thinking, why not us? We, we got it. The MVP. Yeah, I, I, look, I like Brooklyn. I, I really do. I, I like the Nets. I think this is a good year. We've already seen that the ratings are have been down this year for the NBA, and with no yeah. more LeBron in the playoffs, they're not loving that. Mm-mm. You know that that's not what they were hoping for. But you know, back to your you know Damian Lillard point, I relate it to Tom Brady in the NFL. If you if you want to win chips, maybe don't take the maximum amount of money that you can take when you have to pay other guys to come in and help you. So true. You know, Tom Brady took less money this year so they could bring back Sue and they could bring back Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. And so that's where I look at this, and I'm like, if, you, if winning is really what you care about, maybe renegotiate your contract. Give the team a little more room to, to add some more pieces around you. And that the Portland situation, what do we make of McCollum? Because for some time we wondered, we wanted him to be Bill-like. Right, because yeah. Bill, when he was with Wall, it was the one-two. But then Bill, you could say, man, he could be a one. Like he can't. I don't yeah. think McCollum could be a one. No, he can't. And he can't even be a, a, a solid two almost right now. Like one that you're confident in. Right. I mean, but I think that'd be the one thing to do to keep Dame. You get another star without the ex- the expense of CJ McCollum. Because I don't think you keep that backcourt the same. You find a big that happens to be a star. Which good luck. Because Nurkic is gone. Yeah. Good luck finding that. But. How are you going to do that? And realistic, and, and Dame, on his last two years of his contract, both 50 do, fi, above $50 million in annual salary. Like, it's a ridiculous contract. Like, how do you give that to someone else? Like, if he was to get traded, you're like, yeah. well, here, we made the mistake. Well, not even a mistake because he earns his. But was it – did paying Dame that money get you that much closer to a title? Going to what Josh's point, I think it, it straps you down to what you can do. They bring – I mean, the, the best scorer off the bench this series was – Old ass Carmelo Anthony. I know, and he's and he's making a two pointer and, and talking mess to the Denver Nuggets, doing the the, the shots. Boom! Yeah, like, 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 come on, you're not even a three at this point. So I don't know, man. I just I feel like the Nets are the team to beat. How do you beat the team like the Nets? You create a super team. I know Adam Silver was trying to get away from that. He wanted to go to the two star tandem on each team to like encourage parity, but it's clear. It's evident. You still need a super team to win. Look at Golden State. Look at the Boston Celtics, which many people argue is the first super team. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. If they win, it proves that point, that you have to have a super team to win a championship. That's just the way it is in the NBA. It's top-heavy. It's just the way it is. And as crazy as it sounds, man, this super team meshed well because if it was anyone else other than Durant, I don't think that James is is, is like, all right, I'll I'll ride shotgun. To Durant, it's probably the only person that in in a clutch situation, he'll be like, take it. Same with Kyrie. Kyrie, whenever James came there, what he tell James Harden? He was like, you know what? You can run the point. Like, that's yeah. cool. Like, for Kyrie to say that, like, it's cool. You can run the point. That means they're all on the same page. Like, hey, I just need to do, I just need to do me. I just got to do me. And at the end of the day, they know that Durant's 
the ultimate. Yeah, and that, that, that relieves a lot of pressure off both Irving and KD. I mean, I mean Durant, finals MVP 2017-2018. And yeah. think, think who he was playing with. Guy's pretty good. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> what it's happens insane. with LeBron now, though? Because it, it was cute to talk about in the offseason, man. LeBron's going to play with Bronny one day. They're gonna, that's how LeBron's going to ride off from the sunset. Losing by that many points to the Suns. I mean, the previous game, he, he left the bench with five minutes left. Yeah. Last night, he didn't even want to shake hands. I know. He walked off. I noticed that. I'm glad you brought that. See, that's what I forgot to bring up in the he press didn't box. Shake. He was that upset. I mean, I, I would imagine that he's going to go over there in the media. I don't know. I didn't watch the, the post-game presser. I heard a little bit, but we got our butts kicked. I take responsibility, blah, 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 blah. But then when he goes back to the front office, you need to get me another player. He knows he can't win with Schroeder at the point. Like, he can't. When he we can't. Look, when we look back on LeBron's career, man, I think we're always going to have to take into context one thing. He was playing long seasons. Long, he always was going to the finals. His short his his off season it was short always it's yeah. shorter than the average man yeah. yesterday last night and i don't want to i'm not making an excuse cuz i'm not a lebron guy like that at all but he says man ever since that bubble it took everything out of us like he said we played to the end and then the, the quick turnaround remember the nba bounce right back we're going right back yeah he said he never really he said it was just taxing he's he, you could tell he was they were never going to win the title vegas had them as a favorite they were never going to win that title like yeah. they were never you could just tell he was checked out and just to see him talk about it and then all of a sudden after a playoff loss like this getting eliminated in the first round for the first time ever you know just then all of a sudden within the first two minutes he's already saying he's he's concentrating on the goon squad so he's already promoting the, the the movie that comes out in what six weeks. Yeah. So I think mentally it's it, it's a different LeBron. He, he, you saw him come in and he showed that monster killer mentality. And for a second, then once he sees the team, Schroeder not hitting shots, no one's in. He's just out there like, man, I can't. I just I just can't do it. Yeah. No, I I get it. And that might be a. You're right. That might be like a. To your point, it has something to do with his mental psyche. Like, he, he might be just wanting to move on from that season and just look forward to the next. I mean, and now this is the longest. You're right. That's such a good point. He has more time to rest, and he doesn't necessarily have to worry, wait for the second round, the third round, the finals, and, and, and you know, and, and play all those games before the offseason. So, I don't know. I mean, I still think the Nets are the team to beat, but I think the Lakers have – a massive opportunity here in the offseason. They do. And as great as LeBron is, he's not going to win every year. No. You know, we I got mean, we got spoiled. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When people talk about Jordan's, you know, titles and all this, I know it doesn't equal the title, but when you start talking about finals appearances consecutively on different teams, on you know, in different conferences, just whatever you want to call it, but he's always there somehow with just different guys. Like, it comes to a point where you're like, man, I, I, quit talking about ghost status or any of that. Let's just say... That was LeBron. Someone said today that his. Uh, I was listening to someone uh, on on national radio, and they were saying, "Well, does this tarnish his career at all?" I'm thinking, "What? After everything he's done, like they're saying, a first round exit? Like, yeah, Jordan had one too. Like, let, let, let's let, let's talk about what LeBron with the point. Like, he's played long seasons every season because he made it to the finals every season." Short, you know, short off season. Here we go again. And we've seen it a little bit with the Astros going to the ALCS every year. You know what I mean? Their off season's been shorter too. And mentally, and where he's at, and the extra things as a dad, and now in the he has to travel with his son to play ball, and he has to do this, and his kids are growing up. I think this all of it together. He's not the young LeBron that could do that before, and everything was just open. He's becoming that old guy now, and he's thinking, I don't see. Do you think he sees Bronny play him and Bronny how they were talking? 
do you think he sticks around like what with three years two three years i think he does even if he plays one year where he's completely past his prime i think he, he does everything he can to stay on that roster and on the payroll just to get one year in with his son he'll be 37 in december you know, it, is he it's a Tom it's Brady tough. 37? It's a close call, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Is he a Tom Brady 37? Or, or because you see him, he, he's out with Drake and all that. Like, he, Ron still likes to party. You know, he still likes to get he down. Does. He likes that banana boat. You know, he likes it. Like, he, he, <laughs> he likes it. He does. But, I mean, basketball is a little more physically demanding as far as getting up and down the court. Not taking shots like football, but your cardio, all your, your athletic ability. That stuff starts to fall Knees off in your late running 30s. up and down. Yeah. Father Time is undefeated. It's the only undefeated. Him and Mayweather. Father Time. Yep. Comes for everybody. You're listening to The Blitz live from 5 Under out in Beaumont, Texas. We've got 30 minutes left in the show. Let's get to some football next here on The Blitz. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Welcome back. We are live out at Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont, Texas. Beautiful Beaumont, Texas. I love driving by here. Like I said, it's usually on the way to the casino. Usually I'm hyped up on this way. And then depending on how it went, you know, it's going back this way. And I've done it many of times. So I've had many, many, many crazy scenarios in that Lake Charles area. And I'm glad to be out here enjoying some good drinks with my people. No doubt about it, Jerry. Everybody should get out here, man. Five under golf. We're in Beaumont. This place is fantastic. They have summer leagues. Really cool thing, too. They have summer camps, all kinds of stuff out here. Sponsored by Classic Chevrolet. And I just think it's a really great place. The cool thing about golf is, you know, even if you end up you know, not really playing golf, man, it's going to help you as far as like in business, man. How many business meetings are, are done over a round of golf? Man? Lamont asked, is the, how's the mosquito situation? Cause in Texas, it's best. It's not really bad. I don't it's think great I, out yeah, here. I haven't gotten yeah. big once. Maybe it's the beer. Yeah, I don't know, maybe but it is from the, from that aspect, it's not bad, but let me, how many of you gamblers out there? How many of you degenerates, you blitzers? Uh, I'm in that group as well. Got mad at a game. You know, when, they miss a free throw or a fumble on the one, and you're like, damn it, I hate that guy. You know, like, I hate him. I, I don't think I've ever said I could kill him, you know, but, I'm, you know, you're mad. You're yeah. mad. You go to sleep, you wake up the next day, you're like, I'm never betting on that guy. Well, months back, or over a year, actually, a gambler that went by the name of Ben Parlay Pats got really famous of parlays. This man you ran don't up, say. <laughs> this man ran up a million dollars, over a million dollars in a short span. I think Ooh. like three months. He just started, and I think he started with like five or ten grand. Just literally, just started parlaying. He didn't have that kind of money. He started parlaying. It was so big that Darren Rovell even picked up the story. That's how it blew up. Hmm. He even wrote an article about him. How, how amazing this guy was. Well, maybe not so amazing. Uh-oh. Because he's been sentenced to 36, year, uh, 36 months. It should be years. <laughs> 36 months 
Only probation. He got lucky here. He basically, he was sending threats to the families of athletes, athletes themselves. Uh, if, a, if, a, if a game lost, he would write something like, for example, he wrote the Atlanta Braves, unnamed player. I'll behead you and your family, and I'll serve your neck open with a dull. Uh, oh no, I'll sever your neck open with a dull knife. Like, wh- wow! How much did you bet? Yeah. Like, then he comes out. He's like, eh, six bucks. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, damn. Not only that though, but he, he it was it was to multiple people, and, and all, all of them were talking about who is this guy? Like, is he from medieval times? He was like. In March 2019, a Pepperdine University College basketball player, unnamed also. You see all these guys stay yeah. unnamed? They're like, I want to snitch, but I don't want him knowing it was me. Imagine how many he sent it to that didn't say anything. Oh, well, this guy from Pepperdine says that he texted him, your entire family will be beheaded and burned alive. I will enter your home as you sleep and kill you. Man, he's all about cutting people's heads off. Like I said, what is this medieval time? Yeah, like, Highland off, fan. Off with his head. Like, <laughs> there can only be one. Good day, sir. Yes. Like, he throws that in there. He, he beheads him, and then he tells him, good day, sir. Like That's what he does here. And the, they threw this guy behind, or or he was slightly in jail just a few weeks. Until they figured, and now he's been out and went through the, uh, the court process, and that's what he got. $1.1 million hot streak is what he did over a 50-day period, and that's how he became famous. But uh, this is – what is he going to be most famous for, the guy that won the $1.1 million or the guy that was talking about beheading players and got – you know, it's just I don't know what these guys – and trust me, I've been there. Like, I, not there, like saying that you want to kill <laughs> – Who tell me more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you beheading people, yeah, bro? what are you like, doing, Jerry? No, honestly, you've been there when you're so mad and you're just thinking, like, how the hell did he miss – how did he fumble on the three-yard line? Like, how did he – how did he – but but to, to start calling families and saying, uh, off with his head. Like, off with whose Not head? Wise guys. Yeah, I, I'd be a lot better at gambling, too, if I could threaten to kill the, the players involved in the game. My Lord. Wow, that's hilarious. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I thought that'd be funny, man, because I said I, I I've been there. Okay, I've been there, being so mad that you're like, man, I'm never betting on that guy again. I'm never doing this again. But then all of a sudden, you find yourself doing just that. You do. You always come back. You know, I, I get like that in gambling, fantasy football. You have a bad season. I'm never playing again. And guess what? You're doing next year playing fantasy football. It, that's how it happens. I'll tell you, I know what happens. These college guys autograph, right? I saw this story. And getting, yeah. getting paid. We, we know that this exists, this, let's call it underworld, right? Because it's looked down upon for whatever reason that these college athletes aren't allowed to benefit off their name. They can't, off their liking, off, off their image. Well, Johnny Manziel, we know if, if we go back some years, whenever he was in A&M, and it was a game where he was suspended in the first half. And then you said, what happened to Johnny Football? And he said, something with autographs. <laughs> he was breaking NCAA regulations. Well, come to find out, not even find out because we knew, but now to get to justification, right? Like, what, what was going on? He comes out in the midst and he says, yeah, he was getting paid. He tells the whole story. Basically, during an appearance with Bustin' with the Boys on Thursday, Johnny Manziel explained that he had $65 in his bank account. And someone approached him. This guy comes up behind him, he says, and he says, yo, how, uh, how would you like to make five grand? Manziel recalled, he said, he turned around and he said, I'm like, F yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. And this is all quote. 
he continued. He says, I took the guy's number. We're, we're doing it all sneaky. We don't want to get caught. We're trying to learn from everybody else who got caught. So they, they, they're scheming. They know <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this, but yep, we're not going to get doing caught. It anyway. Let's let's. I only got sixty-five on one. Now I got five thousand sixty-five. I appreciate that. Well, word got out, and after signing about ten thousand pieces of merch, another guy approaches him and he says, "Hey, I got thirty thousand to give you. How does that sound? Bad, much better." Hey, all right. The guy says, "Go to this room in the Fountain Blue." He says, "All this stuff will be laid out. When you're done, just send me a picture of it. I'll give you a code to the safe. The money will be in there." Like what? This sounds like there's a block of dope. <laughs> like, yeah, it feels like something you'd see on The Sopranos. <laughs> like, listen to what he said. Like he said, just, 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 just take a picture. All the stuff will be laid out when you're done. I'm gonna give you a code to the safe, and the money will be in there. Imagine if you're Johnny though. Like you walk in, you walk in, you're doing some sketchy stuff. You're like, you turn, you know, they leave the light off. You turn it on, and there's just a bunch of your jerseys laid out everywhere, right? And then there's a, there's a few sharpies. They don't just leave one sharpie for this. They're like, here's here's a few sharpies. And then you sit in now, you just you just like. What, I'm supposed to screenshot this? You screenshot it, and then you're like, That's how it code works. to the safe? Like, what do you do with that money? Like, you, you, grab, you grab the bricks of, 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 of money, and you, hopefully he brought a bag or whatever. They can. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're walking out of there sketchy, looking around like, who the hell's about to mug me? You yeah. know? Like, like, it's just this whole situation to me, which, again, we knew. We knew. And, and, I, and I'm for them getting paid, and, and, and things are going towards, gradually going towards them being able to make their money. But to hear from from this standpoint, it just who's out there right now? I mean, remember AJ Green with his jersey? Yeah, I remember that. And to fans, you know, a fan just say, like, "I'll buy that game war jersey for two grand." What's yeah. up? You know, if you got, why not? Here you go. But that's where we are now. Hopefully, once they realize this, it was like once they realize that the rules are getting broken anyways. Might as well regulate it somehow. Yeah, you know, at least get your arms around it, right? You know, regulate it. I have no problem with these guys making money signing stuff. Give me a break. Johnny Manziel also added several times over the next few months. He kept doing it, raking in some serious cash. He said, I got to make a decent I, – I, I was able to make a decent college living. Remember, a guy said $65. One guy rolls up. He has a few thousand. He's like, okay. Then signs 100 items. Here's 30 grand. You're going to take it. He said, basically, don't take away my, 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 my Heisman, though. We went 9-4 and four the next year. So if the NCAA wants to take away my effing – Nine and four season away, my Chick Fil A bowl against Duke. F and blow me. Well, I mean, it happened with Reggie Bush, right? With them paying for his parents' uh, apartment or townhouse or whatever. That, that happened to him too, right? Same type of deal. I mean, I would love to know the percentages of Heisman's that don't receive anything. Like, it's all, how hard is it? And Johnny comes from money, right? That whole six or sixty dollars or whatever you said in his checking account. Do you yeah, buy let's that? Yeah, think about that real quick. Do you buy that? Johnny Manziel was down to sixty-five dollars in his bank account. That's why he said he took this. Yeah, his family's oil money. Uh, right. I just thought about that. That's yeah, why I'm sixty-five dollars. Like, I just thought about that yeah. for a second, Johnny. Slow up, Johnny. We know you. What you like to do? You know, he cocaine hippo, Johnny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, maybe he blew all the money in coke. <laughs> you know, like let's, yeah, let's think about that. Sixty-five dollars, like. And I'm not no shot to anyone. I've I've got sixty five dollars in my account many of times. But you right now you're sitting out there with sixty five dollars. You, you you live in a certain way. You know you're like hey, I gotta slow down. Like these we got we got we got to stretch to sixty five out. 
Johnny Manziel, I don't feel like he's ever had that problem. Like, hey, Dad, I'm down to my last 65. Like, I just don't see that. You're right. Coming from, from oil and gas, like, no, no, I don't buy it. This, this, whole, this whole thing is a mess now. It is a mess. And, and maybe you need to save a little money. And how about this? Father's Day's coming. Maybe you need to save a little money for Father's Day. But what if we get Dad roses? That is Four Roses Bourbon Whiskey to help celebrate ESPN 97.5 and the Blitz. We're having a Father's Day tasting event hosted by Fred and AJ featuring Four Roses Bourbon Whiskey. The event will be in the ESPN 97.5 lobby on Wednesday, June 16th from 7 to 9 p.m., guys. So right now, not later, right now is your chance to win a spot for you and a guest. So let's go with caller number three. There's no interns. Three. Caller number three. Call right now, 713-780-3776. Talk to Aaron for your chance to win. All right, guys, call in. Here's your chance. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Blitz, ESPN 97.5. All right, guys, call in. This is the Blitz Blitz. on ESPN 97.5. Yo, get it twisted. This rush is my mother's of game. What you heard is what you're hearing. It's what you hearing, listen. It's what you hearing, listen. It's what you hearing, listen. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Last segment before we leave you in the hands of my man Patrick Creighton. Late hits, getting it down for you. The only, uh, what is it, late and local uh, programming in the city, as he likes to say. He takes great pride in that. My man Patrick Creighton going to keep you in line for the next few hours after we're gone. But we have a few minutes, so I wanted to talk about something because not to overreact, right? It's not overreaction theater time. But you says that Cam Newton had to leave the practice field today. Dun, dun, dun. Um, any news is, I guess, news in the football landscape, but the reason I bring this up is because as we get closer to the season, we have these few quarterbacks that were drafted, these rookie quarterbacks coming into the league. Which one of them, I've asked you this before on Moneyline, which one of them is going to see the field first? Because now that this has happened, this the last few weeks, it seems like all you hear is a lot of Jones reports. Oh, he throws the ball so well. Oh, he's fun to play with. Oh, he makes it look so easy. A lot of the guys inside that locker room seem to be in Jones' corner. Is it a matter of time before they say, man, we know what Cam can do. Like, we know what he throws like. Let's get let's get the kid in there. Man, That until I heard about him possibly being injured, I was going to say, I think Cam could have a bounce back year. you got to mean the COVID thing last year, him switching teams. Tom Brady didn't have a very good year with them the last year. They don't have any weapons, but now they got good, you know, two good tight ends. I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball, just do some play action with Cam. I think their defense is going to be a lot better. They got a lot of guys back that sat out because of the COVID season. So I was ready to say, yeah, like, you know, Cam's going to have a bounce back year, but man, 
I'm, I'm, I'm big on vibes before season starts, Jerry. Good vibes, bad vibes. If, if you're seeing kind of injury stuff, usually it doesn't go well. So this is making me think maybe we see Mac Jones a little sooner than I thought. How soon is the question? Because here's a good stat for you that it was very interesting to me. 12 of the 18 quarterbacks selected in the first round in the f- past five drafts sat in week one as rookies. So only six of them ended up going into starters, yes. right? In the last five drafts. But only four quarterbacks chosen in round one since 2011 did not end up being the primary starter in year one at one point or another. Those four being uh, Mahomes, Jake Locker, Johnny Manziel, and Paxton Lynch. And you remember Mahomes sat, then he came, and we're talking about the primary start for the year. He ended up playing like week 15 or 16 or something. But the primary starter, Johnny Manziel, same thing. Paxton Lynch, the bus, same thing. It's scary. Because you say, who's going to get thrown in there? But you feel like, man, the Chicago Bears are going to try to push that narrative. Now, all of a sudden, you hear within the last few days that they're saying they're sticking to the Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle will be week one. But then we saw them go back on their word already whenever they said he was going to be the starter and they signed him for $10 million. And that happens all the time. We're sitting here in early June trying to act like we know before training camp who's going to play. I mean, remember when Pete Carroll was talking about Russell Wilson when he was a rookie, a third-round pick, and Pete was like, oh, it's going to be an open competition. We'll see what happens. They laughed at Pete Carroll. You know, like, like there's, what? yeah, there's no way this guy, you know, was it Matt Flynn, right? Like, he's going to be the guy. And then, we, you know. Come, and he had just gotten the money. He had just gotten the money. And then they watched these guys in training camp, and they were like, man, this could be Russell Wilson. And the media didn't even want to hear it. So, I think it's a little silly for us, and especially for the Bears, to say Andy Dalton's going to be your week one quarterback in June. You know, what if he what if he doesn't look like the guy in training camp? You're still going to stick to that? I don't buy it. Yeah, it's silly. Well, speaking of silly stuff, though, let's uh, end the week on the Blitz. I know it's been a, it's a little bit different the last few days. I know my man on here said, Dan, this is an odd way to this, – these guys filling in. Hey, this is who we are. We are Moneyline. We filled in plenty of times on this show. We are the Sunday show from 10 to noon. But we got to do it right. The Blitz always ends their week with stupid stuff. So here it goes. Yeah. Stupid stuff. We've said this week. What Ben Askren isn't is like a plus athlete. Ben Askren looks like, I mean, he's, Ben Askren's kind of built like Aaron. Uh, he's just a really good wrestler. And no offense, Aaron. <laughs> She'd make a fine future Falcon. Does she have that short hair in the Ted Lasso show? Uh, no, she's kind of got the blonde thing going. It's she not- usually has it done up. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be a billionaire. Oh. I don't like that. Don't like billionaires? Well, I don't like the haircut that goes along with being a billionaire. She just comes off as very classy. Okay. On the show. A classy broad, you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I like her. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm sorry if I said something that hurt your feelings about her. No, no, I'm just, you know. I, I, I'm, I, <laughs> she's very defensive of her. No, I. Listen, she's a real nice lady! No, I didn't say that. <laughs> just find her interesting. Deborah Mantooth is a saint! <laughs> So he sent 11 letters stained with his semen requesting to get ah. the songs played. Ah. Listen, Deshaun, this is why this is why I'm getting out of radio, honestly. I don't know how many of these letters have been coming in lately ever since I decided that uh that I'm leaving. It's that's all that's coming in. Uh, it, uh, it's it, all guys, that's coming in. Yeah, stop sending those letters. It's gross. <laughs> And then uh, I emceed an event for uh, Tony Parker's foundation. I think it's the, like, uh, Bang Your Teammate's Wife Foundation or something like that. But anyway, he gave me an autographed jersey. (laughs) You don't want to be like that complaining-ass Khaleesi who signed up for a gig and was like, Nah, I don't want to show my boobs anymore. What? 
It's literally the job. Right, dragons? Show your boobs. That's why we picked you. Yeah, and bang, him, like, oh, and bang I, a midget. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm a real actress. Blip, 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 blip. <laughs> All right. Almost, you almost made it to hour number three. So. You like that? No, not really. But that's okay. Pretty soon, can't get this stuff no more. You're going to miss it when it's gone, Freddie. Uh, yeah, I, I just depends. <laughs> depends on who they stick me with. What a bunch of idiots that think the moon landing is fake. Like, the moon isn't even real. Like, what, that, that's the real scam is like, oh, the, there's a moon. Yeah, Jim Laranega is the head coach at Miami, and he sucks. He used to be yeah, George Mason, yeah, and he was man. decent. His then. son is. Yeah, that's what you his said. son is a Celtics yes. assistant. Yeah, no, that's what you said. I know that's what I said. I know he he confused the whole thing there. I know by saying it was the same guy. They're not the same guy. Well, Jim and James usually are the same guy. No, Jay, Jay, it's not James. Yes, but his legal name is James. Okay, listen, you've taken He's, this. Is he junior? Yes, that explains a lot. Look at him trying to torch the whole discussion I here. No, oh. what the hell? Docking points. Ah, yeah, that, that's a point coming Suspend off. Suspend me for two days. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. You're, no, no, no. No, no. Uh, you got work to do. <laughs> that's why nobody liked season eight. We didn't get the sex scene with Tyrion and Daenerys. Oh, we did get it. It was in the dark episode. You just couldn't see it. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Probably a threesome with yeah, uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah it happened. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, but you couldn't see it. And the mountain was there. He was in the corner, zombie baiting. Uh, is that a word? Yeah. The mountain's a zuck. He's a zombie, you know. Mm, I you see. can say it. Yeah, but I don't mean to. <laughs> Hell yeah, Bubba. Hell yeah, Bubba. And I, I'm going to have to so work on my uh, Baytown badass. Hey, man, you ain't got nothing to worry about, Bubba. Well, once you're gone, somebody's got to do it. Well, they're actually, I don't want to spoil it, but apparently uh, they're heavy in discussions with Clint Sterner actually replacing me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how long I would last on, on that show. Yeah. Stupid stuff we said this week. Well, there you have it, stupid stuff. Always bringing it in on home, closing the week, recapping the week of all the stupid stuff that's said on throughout the show. I love it, man. I, like I said, I'm a blitzer at heart, and I want to thank all the blitzers today. We want to thank the blitzers for hanging out, enjoying the last three hours. It's coming to an end. Thanks for everyone out here at 500 Golf, man. They they, uh, they treat you like royalty Oh, out this here. place is great. If you're in the Beaumont area, get over here. This, I mean, it's really getting full, man. A lot of people out for Friday night. Exactly. The weather is uh, it's, it's slowing down a little bit. It's time to get some beers going. It's time to come up here. It's time to hit some golf balls. It's time to have some fun. And there's only one place to do it if you're in the area in Beaumont, Texas. It's Five Under Golf Center. And I'm going to do like we always do every single week. I want to thank you. I want to sign off and it does like this. That's Josh Jordan, Aaron Rabel back in studio. And I'm just Jerry Bone Nose with a Z. We love you all. Peace.